A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. Hey, hello everyone. You're listening to episode 77 of the Blackberry podcast. Uh, my name is Mary and I'm joined with Gabby and Richard Ricardo. Hello. How are you guys doing? Ricardo. I'm good, thank you. What's wrong with that name? Yeah, wrong? Ricardo. Is that your name? I've not seen I paperwork. I can't vouch for that. But so maybe dumb. Richard is not, not it's not it's not an unfamiliar situation for me to be calling somebody one name and then one day they tell me their name is John. No, 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 so no. Maybe no, your yeah. name is not Richard. Obviously, if I was in Spain now. Yeah, not that obviously lockdown lockdown permissive. <laughs> <laughs> if, I in, if I was in Spain now, they might be calling me Ricardo. Yeah, now Richard Montana. You can claim it, it's cool. How you guys How been? Then? Hey, yeah. Jinx. I've been okay. I've been okay. Um busy at work, busy in life. A lot's happened, um, which is good. Um I think in the last two weeks I've been to a wedding, which is fantastic. Um elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. A wedding. How was, many people? Um <laughs> so I think from the End of March is supposed to be 15 people, or maybe it was th- anyway. You should engage what you can legally say, maybe to see if you're going to be crammed because the, num- <laughs> the, the number that was stipulated, uh-uh. I'm sure there was, there was a bit more in the building. Um, but you mm. know, you know, but they were okay. serving, they were serving, so it doesn't really count. Ah, serving, good words. Mm. Um, but no, it was, it's been good, it's been good. I've, I've spent more time with my friends, meeting up. I'm sure, yeah, we're definitely breaking protocol because I was at like a a house party on Saturday, or a get together on Saturday. No, it might, but it's cool. I'm supposed to be. Are we really supposed to be here? But um, but no, it's been good. I've I've just been. I'm happier just because I'm just seeing people more often. Mm. Um, and whether in the church or outside, friends catching up. So that's that's been good. How you guys been? Yeah, similar. I guess it's been interesting because on the on the point of breaking protocol, like it's mad because I might turn up to a place, be like, oh no, there's too many people here. But part of me is just so happy. There's people here, kind of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, but no, honestly, I've been, I've been well, man. Been well again. Similar thing, just working on some projects and yeah, just doing me really, living, mm. living that, living that crypto life, <laughs> making the guap, um, that blockchain life, crypto. But um, but yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing me. I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually just doing me. I'm literally doing me. Playboy. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Doing what, please? Doing who? Huh? Uh-huh. He's working. I'm just, living. I'm just literally I'm just doing me. I'm just doing me. I don't know how to explain how it. How is existential awakening? What's going on? I'm literally just doing me. Literally, I'm doing, yeah, I'm just figuring out life. <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> this is definitely a topic for another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finding yourself. Finding yourself. I'm finding myself. <laughs> I, feel like really, I don't know. You said oh, I got free. This is a different. I don't know. How I'm is, free. How is the youngest? <laughs> I was the youngest. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. What I, I definitely had a third child, I think, by the time I did the last podcast. Um, so, so yeah, third child is... <laughs> that's how I refer to them now. The third child is... Um, <laughs> he's what? He's three, he's three months going on four months soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three months going on four months soon. He's doing well, man. He's doing well. He's just sleeping downstairs. Um, yeah, he's, he's good, man. It's just crazy watching all your kids grow up like this. But it is what it is. They grow up so fast. Um. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely cool, man. How's everything on your side, guys? I'm cool, enjoying the sunshine. It's a man. It's one of the things that I'm minor, but when the sun is out, I'm like, oh, praise the Lord, mm. thank you, Father, for the sun. Mm. Um, so thankful for the sunshine. Um, yeah, the fact that we could escape the, this island, the sunshine that mm. came to find us, I'm very thankful for. Um, but yeah, trying to crack on, trying to stay sane, trying to. Um, wait for the end of lockdown but yeah so thankful to be able to see people mm. i hear that guys man like mm. yeah just do you know it's funny though you know lockdown the amount of money that i saved and i can feel it it's, that that area of my life is already over i can feel it the time things that said oh, i'm outside now <laughs> so i'm outside <laughs> time to... gone. it's gone and i'm cool take it take it i want to have fun time to blow the bag first please before having fun but then Go and speak to your account before having fun, man. Bloody bag. There's too many things about me at this point. If you want to hook me up, then we can talk about it later. Spend, 
Spend but, it, man. Uh, Spend but it I said, all. yeah, I said, you know what? Praise the Lord for lockdown. Obviously, you know, small has small sense about your life. It's, you know, slash a lot of sense about your life. But I'm back outside and my back balance knows I'm back outside. So, oh, listen, Jesse. Area mm. girl. Yeah. Uh-uh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> before we before we jump on, quick, obviously it's been it's been a week since the verdict. So the verdict um that came out around the Derek Chauvin case uh on the George George Floyd murder. So he was convicted right. of second degree mm. and third degree. So guys, what were your actually, quick quick initial reactions and, and points about that? Oh, Gabs, do you wanna go? <laughs> no, no, it's been a lot, hasn't it? It's yeah, obviously um in the States, but but I think here in the UK for kind of, um, yeah, the black community, brown communities, it's been felt deeply. I think it was such a bizarre thing because on one hand, there's a there's a lot going on. Do you know what I mean? There's It's it's sad that it had to it had to be all of this for something that was so clearly wrong to be declared wrong. But then you're then there's a relief. There's a there's a relief in in judgment, which is funny for a Christian because it's not something I think judgment can feel like a weird thing to talk about. But. But there is a joy in in justice, a joy in in right judgment, and I think we felt something of that collectively. And that's even us over here. Never mind over there. Never mind his actual family. Never mind his actual kids. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think there was a collective sigh of relief, and even that on the socials was 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 a is a problematic thing. Like we were, I think we were surprised. We were surprised to see how it went. But then, mm. obviously, at the same time, there's other situations happening. There's that girl that's sixteen, fifteen. You're seeing her TikToks, her slicking her hair on TikTok, and then she's and now she's dead from the police. Um, mm. So many other things happened just around the kind of the kind of verdict coming out from the case, and so even that moment of relief, that moment of a right thing being done, didn't last long. Um, yeah, and if you ever think like yeah, if you ever long, I don't know if I've longed for the for the for the permanent established justice of Christ known in this earth more so than when you see like that playing out in one second there's relief in the next second it's distress again but obviously like thankful for his that his family's um yeah that his that, that it's been the right thing has been done um but sad that it had to be all of this and the situations that are still ongoing like the situation is what it is the system is what it is yeah mixed feelings isn't it? it's mixed feelings i don't know what you're thinking richard i know at the time it was a lot it was a lot yeah no yeah, like, I, I've not even tried to, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, I don't even try and think about it too much. The reason being is just because when I when I thought about um, the verdict, like I went and told my wife straight away, and like you said, mixed feelings. Like, in one sense, really happy to see justice prevail. In another sense, extremely heartbroken that, like you said, it took this, do you know what I'm trying to say, for 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 one wrong to be... And I can't even call it righted because you know I think when you see when you kind of witness the verdict, you kind of even realize like in this kind of world, there's no there's no true justice. Mm. Um, never can he really receive what he truly deserves. Um, but at the same time, then you take that step back and you're just like, we never receive what we truly deserve. Mm. And do you know what I mean? It's just like there's just so many thoughts flowing through your mind, <laughs> you know. And it's and it's all kinds of yeah. It's just all it's just a lot. Um, it really is a lot. And yeah, I, I, I can't, I, I can't say that I'm, I'm rejoicing in the verdict because, in one sense, the verdict is insufficient, and at the same time, you know, I would love to see a man like that come to know the Lord. Like, but do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, there's just so much, there's just so much there that's, um, that's just, that's just rattling. It's just rattling right now, and I think mm. similar to what you said, like you just realize that this can't be your final hope. Like this world can't be it. Like there has to be more. Um, there honestly has to be more. Like there's so many people who, you know, when I speak to people all the time who even struggle with things like the faith, for example, because they're 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 waiting for they're, they're stressed about the things in this world not being fixed. But actually, there's that 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 shouldn't turn you away from God. That should point you towards Him because mm-hmm. there has to be more than <laughs> do you know what I mean? There has to be more than this. Not that this is the center of the podcast, but like honestly, there has to be more than this. And I think mm-hmm. that's just that's just where you end up, man. And you just have to realize, like, listen, there's nowhere else to go when. God alone has the words of eternal life, and God alone is the only one who can who can right all wrongs. You know, so mm. so yeah, mm. yeah, really, really helpful. I think the the Micaiah Bryant is the girl that was shot in Ohio, Ohio, mm. same day as the the verdict went down. Um, and then you think about just 
like um the sentences I think what one some of the max sentencing he can get is like 12 years and then you think is that justice and it, it just harkens back to what Richard was saying um but yeah uh so what we're talking about today is so we've spoken about obviously this is the church in the wild series we've covered sermons prayer church membership um and I think this episode will be a, a good way to speak a bit more practically about serving the church like so you're in a church now mm-hmm you've joined the church or you've been in the church for a couple of years now, like how do I serve the church? So the first question I have is what are the different ways in which we can serve the church? So I'm, I'm talking more on like a, a local church, so the church you go right. to on a Sunday, like how do I serve that church? What are the ways I can do that? Right. Madam service, Gabs. <laughs> Madam service. <laughs> Madam Service. You know, Sarah Mac was actually fully muted by school. You know, yeah, anyone who knows me, that that title is beyond me, but praise the Lord that that's what you think is right to call me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think even asking the question, there's a few things I just have to be really clear about in my mind what the church is. Um, Mm. And so, yeah, we're thinking about the church, we're thinking about the, the, the gathering of believers, you know, here, the local church, we're in a local place. So I'm really thinking about serving these people. How do I serve these people? And obviously the people have an organisational nature to them because otherwise it's carnage <laughs> and things get missed most of the point. Um, things slip through the cracks if there's not some structure. So maybe you're serving in a structure, but I think even serving the church can feel like um, this super abstract, super distant thing. Serving the church is serving these people. How do I serve these people well? Um, that I am one with, that I'm one body with, that mm-hmm. I'm one bride with. How do I serve these people mm-hmm. well? Which I think kind of clarifies what service might look like and obviously there's things that kind of that come to mind there's a part there's there's yeah there's been a part of um yeah teams you know uh you know music and welcoming team and those things sound incidental the welcome team in a church is so fundamental I can't even express you think about a non-christian coming into a a gathering of God's people for the first time and the first people they're going to see on the door is is who so it's a, it sounds like a minor thing but it's actually massive and there's loads of those things across the life of the church yeah music um welcoming tech boy oh boy have we needed a tech team in this pandemic tech creatives <laughs> that come together do you know what i mean oh praise god for the tech those brothers in the booth those sisters in the booth so thank god for your life um yeah and obviously even pastors preachers they're serving the church that's mm. how they're called to serve the church by helping shepherd god's people um, practical needs in the life of the church, uh, making sure that people's, yeah, practically are taken care of, giving money towards those needs in the life of the church. Um, but I think fundamentally, I think, I think when I think about serving the church, it's so funny, like, love God, love people. So I'm thinking, how do I love these people well with all, mm-hmm. that I, with all the things I have and all the things that I am, all the, all the resources that are available to me or all the gifts I have available to me? How do I harness those to love God's people well. Um, that kind of is some of the obvious ways that we see on a regular thing, but maybe some discreet ways, um, pastoral care in the life of the church, obviously primarily done by the pastor, but we are to one another, each other. We are supposed to check for each other, encourage each other. That's serving, you're serving the body. Um, so yes, yeah, some formal ways, some more kind of organic ways, but loving mm. God's people well, I think is kind of what I think serving the church looks like. Mm. Richie Rich? Yeah, do you know Sorry, what? Ricard- that- was it Ricardo? Ricardo. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think I think that final point, especially, was particularly um, like, like I appreciated the whole point, by the way. But I think the final point was particularly helpful. Just loving God's people. Um, yeah, I, th- I think when you when you go through the scriptures and you kind of see um, just what's demanded of us as as believers, um, one thing that you kind of, especially as just a New Testament theme that you see quite consistently, is just lo- love for the people of God is 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 fundamental. Um, such that Christ would even say that you know the whole of the commandments are fulfilled in that in 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 that love the Lord your God with all your heart soul and mind and strength and love and love God's people um love love um love your neighbor as you love yourself and I think and and love being the bond of perfection etc cetera, etc cetera. and I think that when you kind of deep that you kind of see like the two aspects of service that and um, the two like really key aspects of service if that makes sense in the church um because service true service always flows from a love for God mm. um. You can't you can't truly serve if you don't love the Lord that you're serving, mm. um, no matter how much you do. And this is why, um, you know, it's actually a, it's, it's very easy for people, for example, to to do so many things for God and God to still ultimately say to them, you know, you worship me with your lips, but your hearts are far from. Um, that that's a problematic place to be at. Just a matter mm. of you know 
activity um and yet there's no obedience, you know, um, to obey is better than to sacrifice. And so, and so you kind of get that, that aspect. Um, yeah, you must, you must love the Lord that you're serving and, and, and true service therefore flows out of, of love for God, but also in the, in, in the life of the church. So as Gabby's mentioned, the church is essentially the body, the people of God, um, in the life of the church, true service therefore also flows out of love for God's people. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even something as simple as, um, we spoke about this quite a bit on the fellowship, um, podcast uh we did a fellowship podcast i think it was the last time we us three were together anyway um but yeah we, we spoke about this and again like just stretching yourself for the people of god is actually a way to serve them um and that flows out of a love for them again it's not out of slavish duty but out of a love towards them and that love towards the people of god is rooted in your love for christ do you know what i mean and, and so and so and so it all it all it all comes back full circle but that looks like as gabby's mentioned so many so many things like that looks like the the, the shepherd who lovingly preaches to the sheep. It looks like, um, you know, the people who are lovingly welcoming in people to the church of God. It looks like um, people who are lovingly stretching themselves for um, believers who are in need. It looks like bearing with one another's burdens, you know, and so fulfilling the law of Christ. It looks like lovingly exhorting one another and rebuking one another um, so that you might sharpen one another, you know, because uh, faithful of the friends that stick, uh, faithful of the wounds of a friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's it's yeah loving loving by the way gabby is actually giving me this point so hats shut up to gab but um i'm just doing the exeg- that that little bit of sprinkling exegesis but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah no honestly loving loving the saints loving the lord your god with all your heart mind and soul and actually just seeing the kind of how everything therefore that we're commanded to do especially in the new testament um paradigm like how that an ecosystem how that all um results in what what we see as you know commands but actually are, are ways in which we serve the brethren i think that's i think that's the I think that's really at the heart of it for me. Um, so yeah, mm, yeah, helpful, helpful points. Um, yeah, uh, the desire to serve God comes from your love of God, um, and 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 you show your love for God in in the way you serve others, um, in in whatever ways you're called to. So so why why are we called to serve the church? So you know, Gabby, you mentioned the tech team, the music team, the welcome team. Um, if if I'm just you know I've just joined this church I don't have those particular gifts like why why am I actually called to serve the church why can't I just sit down and listen to the sermon and then kick when it's done? Yeah, it's it's a good question. Like because I think lots of us can have that. Well, I've experienced that approach to church. Like you come, you're encouraged. Someone preaches. You talk to the gang gang, and then like and you oh and then you go and do talk to the gang gang at Nando's. Do you know what I mean? And then you go home and that's church. And then we're quite, but yeah, maybe some of us haven't experienced that kind of push to be in a part of the church. And I think it really does require a, a reconfiguration of how we think about church. Church isn't something that we come and experience. It's something that we come and we, we are. I am the church. Mm. We are the church. And so it's not so much that um, I give to the church, but I serve us. I serve, like we serve each other. And I think that, and so, um, so when we're thinking about serving the church, we're thinking about, and I think a body analogy is really helpful here. Um, like, I for church to happen, people are serving me. Necessarily so. If no one's serving in the church, church actually doesn't happen. Um, the heating's not put on. The music team doesn't rehearse. The tech guy isn't here to help the music team rehearse. The the pastor doesn't prep the sermon. He doesn't know his people, so he doesn't know who he's preaching to. Um, yeah, the, the church isn't clean. And there's rubbish everywhere and coronavirus is spreading and it's haywire. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> for church, for church actually to function, it necessitates people being a part of it and serving. If there's if people are not a part of it, there is no church. And so if, if, if our experience of church is one where we've come and we're not a part of that service, we're enjoying other people's service. Um, but we're but we yeah, but but we've not yet um contributed to that and I think there is you know, obviously when you're getting to know a church you're figuring out what the needs are where you can serve what your capacity is all those sorts of things I think obviously it's not like day one you sign your membership paper here's your here's your mop like you got to figure that stuff out so yeah it's not it's not beef if that's you've not got enough like a specific dynamic but that's what we ought to be looking towards that's what we ought to be looking to um because there's a mutuality here and um, people have served us um that's how the churches function. <laughs> That's no, how it's existing. His phone is pinging like this. Trust me, it's Gabby. Gab, mute that thing, please. I beg. Madam service. <laughs> Madam service. Serve. I don't Fam, even know them... what's happening. Actually, where's my phone? Where's my phone? This is going to be edited out, please. Yeah. Man, are contacting her and saying, "Please, Gabby, we need your service." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hear you on the shit. podcast. <laughs> 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 
Oh, I don't know where to go from. No, 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 no. I think, I think, I think, I think the point that you made was helpful, though. Um, yeah, when it, why, why we serve ultimately, as you mentioned, the church is a is 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 us, right? The church is the body, and as the body, it's a living, it's a living organism, right? It's 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 got so many faculties to it. It's got so many aspects, and I think I think one of the actual biggest, dare I say, texts that you would look at when it comes to just why we serve is just because. That's what Christ did. Mm. Um, you know, you read him, even the way that he deals with the apostles. Like, I'm currently reading through the Gospels. And you just don't know how many times these guys are always asking, like, who's going to be, or arguing, who's going to be the best? Like, who's going to be the first, et cetera, et cetera. And then you just have this savior who's constantly serving them. Do you know what I mean? And so constantly, like, mm. washing their feet. Or they're trying to send people home. And he's like, no, we'll feed them. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, you just kind of see that in, in Christ, we're called to lives of service. Um, you know, even even when people think about um, the offices, one of the offices in the church is called like, is, is to be a deacon, right? And, you know, the word literally means to be a servant. Um, it's, 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 it's just ingrained into the way that the church is structured. And yeah, to attend quote unquote church um, services and just to, and to think that you're um, just being present is sufficient um i think is a big is a really skewed view of service um it's definitely a really skewed view of just what the scripture calls christian christians that how christians are called to live essentially um because yeah we're called we're called to do so much more and as we mentioned it might also just be that your view of service is a lot shallower than um than it ought to be because it's much more than mopping the floors and doing mm. the media and doing all that kind of stuff but like we said it's actually stretching yourself for the for the for the saints it's mm. it's being present for people it's um providing counsel it's you know even just reading texts like in titus where it says about um for example older men and mm. teach younger men x y and z older women teach younger women XYZ. that's a form of service mm-hmm. um those types of things are not to be overlooked um yeah and yeah like even 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 even, even. i know these people don't like talking about i know you feel like still like talking about this but even money like in, in the way that you give to your church, that's also a form of service. Mm. Um, and when you're spending more, I'm not going to say too much here because I don't want to get riled up, but when you're spending more at, you know, the bagel shop around the corner or at, um, you know, the coffee shop next to your church, then you are on a weekly basis, then you are giving to your church. You know, that's that's a disservice. Um, that's actually shameful. Um, we're actually really, we're, we're really cool to be supporting also the church is called is, is joined together united by the gospel we're actually called to be given ourselves for the work of the gospel um and so yeah again it's just it's just finding ways stretching ourselves such that we can give ourselves to the cause of furthering the gospel um in our local communities that's that's essential mm. it's, so in, it's so interesting hearing you speak loki i felt that shot it hit me in my rib but i got it i felt it thank you i needed it bro no, <laughs> you don't even go to the same church I'm hoping that my own members. Uh, uh, oh, anyway. Okay, Richard said, I'll come back. I'll speak on the pod Put the today. gun away. Put the gun okay. away. Put the gun. No, sometimes faithful are the winds of a, of a friend. Mm. <laughs> Mary um, knows the coffee shops and the bagel shops that I'm even talking to, talking yeah. about. She can visualise it. Richard's going to be anyway. outside that coffee shop after church with a black Don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm a bagel, <laughs> I don't get coffee, but I'm a bagel shop regular. I'm a bagel shop regular. But like, honestly, like it is, it is amazing how I guess maybe it's just the individualistic kind of um, society we live in, or maybe it's even, I know we, we actually spoke about whether we should speak about this or not, but maybe it's even just the idea that people have come to the conclusion that we don't need to tithe anymore, for example, um, which is, which is I, I would say is biblically accurate. I don't believe that we're bound to tithe, right? When you read the scriptures, especially when you look at the chap- uh, Hebrews chapter seven, I believe. Um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we're bound to tithing anymore. However, that said, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be giving consistently to the church, stretching ourselves for the church. Um, you just read texts like, you know, even when you read a text like, you know, a beautiful text in the scriptures, like he who was rich um, became poor so that by, for our sakes, he, um, we who are poor might become rich. When you read a text like that, um, you know, it sounds beautiful and it's about how Christ, you know, gave himself for But actually, the text is rooted in the willingness of, a church to stretch themselves financially for a significant need 
for their brethren. So yeah, mm. be learning to give to your church people then. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we can we can. Stay I think, on. Uh, Sorry, I think, I think two things say super. Like, first of all, it's so interesting to hear you speak. You actually can't conceive of a Christian life that's not a mature one, a healthy one that's not marked by service. Um, yeah. There's so much of the Christian life that that is by its instinct service. Even if thinking like like Titus two, a kind of you know just encouraging each other with the word. It's actually hard to imagine a Christian life devoid of serving I say hard it's probably a healthy Christian life anyway probably impossible and so it's interesting mm. serve, serving feels that like this thing that you you kind of think about doing maybe at a certain point in your Christian life where really it's kind of, it's it's built into the essence of of what the Christian life is it makes sense to hear Richard speak because it's built into the nature of the work that Christ has done but I think kind of um second point coming back around to the money thing I think this the, the money dynamic is I think it's particularly difficult um for lots of reasons, I think we've got bad experiences of churches doing trash things with money. True. Okay. In, in our own local context, obviously, we see guys doing things. We think churches, like churches somewhere that you can't trust with money. And I think that that kind of narrative is it's not entirely unfounded. It has to be worked out, praise God, for the local church. In members' meetings, yeah, we get the, get the budgets out and see where the money's going and that sort of thing. But I think even more specifically for our generation and kind of and, and our community, I think, um, a lot of our listeners will live in cities. Some of m- most, even more so, will live in London. We're thinking about buying houses. We're thinking about getting out of our mum and dad's house. We're thinking mm. about we're thinking about generational wealth, crypto, mandem, mandem. Do I mean we're trying to build wealth and we're trying to catch up on um, other people groups who have, have found wealth from places they ought not to have found wealth and have gone leaps and heads and leaps and bounds ahead in terms of generational wealth and but and we're trying to catch up and trying to give our kids something and trying to give our community trying to buy the block and there's so many um and we're trying to do cute cute on the gram we're trying to you're trying to it's not everyday ikea sometimes made do you know what i mean we're trying to level up um and yeah and we're supporting our families some of us are sending money to our parents sending money to our aunties sending money back home so i think when it comes to money i think and the church i think there's so much happening in that conversation that means that I, I think, well, I, can't, I don't know what it is to be a part of another people group or whatever, to be a part of another community. But I think, look, I, let me talk, my own heart, searching my own heart, searching my own relationship with money, I think this is a particularly difficult area. And obviously then adding individualism, right. blah, 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 it's, it, I think it's something that I myself have re- yeah, struggled with to think about well. I think being honest that I'm talking to other people, I think generally... A, a love of money is almost a, is a norm and mm-hmm. um, ch- mm-hmm. chasing money is a norm um uh and when the bible talks about loving money and chasing money it doesn't end well the next line the next line is perishing uh, perishing but yeah. that's actually the norm that's what's promoted that's what's that's what the energy is for if you, if you ain't got a side hustle, what are you doing with life? Because we got things to secure. That's the energy. If you've got nine to five, Loki, sometimes you're made to feel like you're an idiot. Like, you know I mean? you not, you not want more? Do you not want more? Do you not want more? That kind of energy. And you running a company. Huh? Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, what, you, you can't, what can you do? You can't plait hair. Even that, you can make side hustle. Anything that you do in life, or you went on one job, you should now start a uh, social media blog and start running companies. What, do you know what I mean? Anything. There's no hobbies in life. Everything is hustle. Everything is hustle, everything is money. And I th- I'm not talking like other people. I'm talking about, I feel it. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I've got a job. Um, what what's, what's, what's what? side hustle should I collect? <laughs> I, need to, I need to find a skill, get good at it, and then sell it. That's actually what the routine is. I don't know. Um, and you feel that pressure. And so now you've hustled and hustled and side hustled for money. And now to say, our church. Ah, <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> I don't know if you know the life that we're trying to live. Yeah. I don't know if you know. I think particularly our generation and particularly our community find the relationship with money particularly difficult. Um, and therefore the money, the conversation with church, yeah, this is actually hard. I think this is a yeah. hard thing. I, hard. Th- I, think the, I think the temptation sometimes also can be the, the priority that we place when we give to the church financially. So like there's all these other competing desires. You're saving mm. for a house, you're saving for a mortgage, you might have some money aside for your pension, your investment, you're thinking about holidays and all these other things. And then after you've done all of that, you're like, okay, what are the pennies I can give to, to God um, this month? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like we, the aim is for us to prioritise uh, the church. And then once we've done that, then with what else, whatever else we have is when we start to, and of course the Lord knows our frame. So if all you can give after you've done your necessities is is this 
you know the Lord is the Lord is pleased to receive. But I think sometimes it's it's the posture of our hearts when when it comes to giving that needs to be challenged mm. because that's when the the Lord is is showing that like how much do you love me and how much do you love the church yeah. and how much do you love the fervent of the gospel how much do you love the 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 good of the saints and and I yeah. think that's that's the area. Um. So yeah, I think as much as money is techie, um, we always have to ensure that. Our, our posture is, is is there to serve to serve God um, and be think, giving. Yeah, I think you're bang on, and it's a challenge. It's something to pray about. That like we're supposed to even be giving joyfully. Mm. God loves a cheerful giver. It's not Jeez. a tears cry. I could have bought this with this giver. It's not. It's not. <laughs> a, now, now I'm going to reach my saving goals seven months later. Giver. God loves a joyful giver. Somebody who knows that every yeah, that the all of their life belongs to God. The, 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 lab, the skills that they have, the intellect they have, that has allowed them to accrue wealth, God has given that to them. Mm. All that you have, we say, oh, you know, all, you know, all my life belongs to you, God, we put those prayers. In fact, it's my actual bank balance. My bank balance belongs to God. It's God's money. I'm just steward it well. Oh, that's the time. I think so when it comes to giving money, you think like, oh, I'll give this thing that I've got, I'll give a bit of mine to God. It's all God's. But you're giving a bit of this to the work of the church, to the work of the kingdom, so that God willing, people might be saved. So I think you're right when it comes to priorities. I think this is, as you might be able to tell, something I've been thinking about a lot. Mm, <laughs> I said for and I said, boy, work on the bank I, balance. <laughs> um, I was going to say, um, something that, something that I, I was actually thinking about it from one of Gabby's earlier points, and I think Mary then brought, brought me back around to it, but um, there's actually a text in Second Samuel 24, and I think a parallel text in 1 Chronicles 21, um, but the text is essentially King David, and he's, you know, he's looking to 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 get a burnt offering for for God. And somebody actually says, "Listen, you're the king. Let me give you my. Let me give you um what you need so that you can do the offering." But David essentially says to him, "Like, no, like, listen, I won't. I won't give anything to my God that doesn't cost me anything." Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and it's kind of a wonderful kind of picture of how we ought to be looking at what we give to God. Um, because again, you, you mentioned this whole just you know giving the side side bits of change out your pocket at the last minute when you come to church and all this kind of stuff. And actually, no, like people shouldn't be given just out of there is. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever's happens to be on them at the time, or or um, serving whenever it feels convenient. But actually, this is where we spoken we spoken about it before in the fellowship episode. Actually, being proactive in your service towards people, um, but also in the way that you give to the church from a financial perspective, being active and prepared and thoughtful about how much you're giving to the church you don't just give to god out of what's convenient but you actually give in a way that makes you, that stretches you mm-hmm. um, and you yeah. give in a way that actually causes you to to know that you're doing um you're giving him something that costs you something not mm-hmm. something that you can go unnoticed if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. and so and so yeah i think that's also just something to bear in mind because it's it's very easy for somebody, I guess, even to leave this kind of this conversation that we're having now. And we're, and we're talking about, yeah, gang, gang, give, 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 give. And have one of your rich friends listen to the podcast and be like, okay, cool. Let me just set up a, a, 50, pound, a 50 pound direct debit once, uh, once every few months um, to, to get to church. But actually, you know, that's not even, that's not even bread and butter money from them. Like they're, they're, they're very, so very... That's banter without thinking. I mean, that's, that's, that's banter money. And so, and so yeah, I think, I think just being mindful of that actually giving is yes cheerful giving is something we do out of love for the lord and giving is something we should be doing consistently etc etc and you know and giving is something we should be we should be giving more than we're spending at um the coffee shops and 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 bagel shops and stuff but actually giving is also something we should be prepared to do um to actually go out of our way to be to be thinking about what can we give um yeah, and, 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 and how can we stretch ourselves for the sake of God and his people? Um, you know, I think, I think yeah, I think that's just something that's, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, think, I think that's mad helpful. And I think it's helpful as much as you're chatting, chatting to actually give people, yeah, the Bible passages that, that hopefully will anchor them in their thinking. Yeah, anchor you guys in your thinking beyond the podcast. And I think when it comes to money, um, there's one verse that, you know, sometimes you read a verse and it slaps you in your face. You feel like you've been slapped in your face. I said, oh, this one slapped me in my face. <laughs> he said, the in the Bible slapped me in my face. I said, wow, this really, he said, okay, God really be speaking in his word. Um, Hebrews 13, verse 5, it literally says this, ESV I'm reading. I said, he slapped me in my face. It says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. Now, it's interesting. Mm. Um, God says, um, yeah, don't love money, be satisfied with what you have for. 
And it's interesting, like, the, the verses around it, are, God gives reasons to do things and stuff like that. But for this, he says, the reason that you shouldn't worry about this is because I will, because I am your God, because you can trust me, um, mm. because I'm sovereign, because I provide for my children. And obviously, it's not that you're going to be doing everyday loop, but you're, yeah, you have a church family, your needs will be taken care of. Um, yeah, I will never leave you. I will not abandon you. So actually, the, it's interesting, the Bible draws a direct parallel between how we feel about money and how we feel about God. So don't love money because you trust me. Um, and 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 sometimes money is money. Yeah, maybe I'm talking as a woman. Maybe I'm talking as young. Maybe I'm talking as London. Maybe I'm talking as unmarried. But money feels like a security. Whatever happens, I know that I can hold myself together. I'm not going to be homeless. I can take care of myself. <laughs> money can, can feel like it's yeah, it's a security. It's a, it's a safety. It's that I'm not going to be vulnerable. And so giving away money is giving away securities. But God's saying don't when you're giving away money. Um, yeah, you're not giving away security because your security is in me. <laughs> I'm the one that's got you. I gave you the money that you have. I'll give you the money that you have. The next paycheck, that's money from me. You didn't earn it. I gave mm. you. I provided for you. I provide for you. Um, so um, scary, That's scary. Because, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't even know I was going to be bringing up. I didn't think I was going to be bringing this up on the podcast. But even, like, very, very recently, I think within the last couple of weeks, I think actually it was last week, last week, I lost a substantial amount of money like a substantial amount of money, investments, various things were happening. And I just remember like, after like speaking to my wife and very, like us doing loads of things, like I just remember like deep in like, bro, like God, I actually have to trust in you. Like mm. there's, 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 there's a sense in which you don't know how much you're relying on the things you have until they're stripped away from you. And, and, and this is just why, you know, sometimes believers always get like rattled when, or not even just believers, people generally always get rattled when um, things in this world like kind of like don't go their way. But mm. I think one of the one of the blessings that I was able to witness just out of that whole out of that whole period was just you know that could have been one of those situations where I turn around and say, God, how did you let this happen to mm. me? I was faithful. I give to church on Sundays. I pray. Mm. I do whatever. But actually, it was one of those situations that just like sent me to Him more and just showed like, Rod, like there's actually a there's part of me that this is revealed was just really self-sufficient, mm-hmm. like really thought that God was not my provider. Mm-hmm. And even though I said it, you know, and in one sense, I believed it. What I was really doing practically was relying on myself to provide and relying on my own kind of like um, strength or my own kind of um, wits or my own kind of, you know, my financial acumen, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But when that's stripped away, when those types of things are re- removed from you, like who is your trust really in? Mm-hmm. Um you know, I feel like it's almost like when Christ says to the Pharisees, you know, like you guys are whitewashed tombs. Like it's so easy to on the outside look one way, but on the inside just be decaying. And I think that's kind of how it's how you can find yourself if you're not if you're not careful in terms of how you're actually serving um God. Like if it's not truly heartfelt. And I think you always need those kind of checks just to be like, raw, is what I'm doing, am I doing that because I I think it's it's something that sits within my power or am I doing it out of like mere obligation or am I doing it because I actually truly love the Lord and and believe he's the one who can who can give to me. And again, it just causes you to be even more mindful. How can I stretch myself for this God knowing that he will stretch himself for me kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, really, really good points. Really good points. Um, so taking it back to the church. Um, so you guys have convicted me. I want to give to the church financially. I want to, I want to give myself to the church in terms of my, you know, my time or and my, my treasures and, that's our prayer. and my talents. Um, but how, okay. In the, apart from the bag, apart from giving financially to the church, how, what ways, uh, I mean, how, what ways can I, what ways should I serve? So like specifically now, so how, how do I know what areas I'm, I'm called to serve in a given church? Yeah, I think it's very easy to be overwhelmed by thinking about like just being like bogged down with what's my giftings mm-hmm. um, when actually the scripture is rife with 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 ways in which we're called to serve. And yeah, I I I I, th- I think there's just I just think there's such a plethora of ways for a person to serve within the church that you know your cup will never run dry in that sense. Like there's genuinely just too many. You can we've mentioned already, for example, just um serving in terms of how you exhort the saints, serving in terms of how you, um, older people teaching the younger people, et cetera, serving in terms of, um, obviously you have those who teach, et cetera, serving in terms of, um, we've already mentioned things like technical skills and, 
um, you know, even financial acumen for helping the church with budgeting and all that kind of stuff, serving in terms of the hospitality and the way that actually bringing people into the church and serving in terms of just evangelism, serving in terms of checking up on people on a regular basis in the church and just seeing how they're actually doing, serving in terms of actually challenging your saints, the fellow saints on a regular basis as well. Um, just like serving in terms of bearing bearing burdens with the saints. Like there's just so many ways. Like I can't, you know, we, obviously we spent a lot of time on money, but like, yeah, there's just so many ways for a person to serve the church in that regard that I wouldn't want to give somebody room to almost get lost in the source of the what's my gifting mm. when they're not fulfilling even those like basic, more fundamental aspects of service. Mm. Um, and then outside of that, I would then say, even just with regards to the gifting, um, the points in gifting, like you've like, yes, everybody has their gifts, et cetera, et cetera, that for which they can serve in the church, things that they do particularly well things that they're particularly good at, um, whether it might be singing, whether it might be um, being able like be organization or, or you name it. And really, I think just in you giving yourself to the people of God um, in whatever way you can, I think that's where you'll see your gifts mm-hmm. flourish the most, if that makes sense. Yeah. So no, um, I think that's helpful. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think it is, it is very easy to be like, okay, I can't sing. I'm not, you know, the most, eloquent speaker so maybe i'm not called to teach i'm not this and you, and you look for like the big visible roles and yeah. you think okay i can't do that so i'm resigned to nothing and i remember you know years ago having a conversation with someone and, and they were telling me uh you know i don't know what way i can serve in the church blah 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 and then you know another person just told them like pray for the church like actively pray mm-hmm. for the church and uh, come on time to church and sit in. <laughs> maybe <laughs> sorry i should have said Come on time. Come on time to church and <laughs> listen well and sing loud, you know, sing loudly. Like they were just saying, like whatever you can do be now, do it. Church. Yeah, like just yeah. just just part, yeah. be part of the the church fully. And I and I and I agree with Richard because you have to find um there's there's always a need like the body has a need there's always a need and there's always ways to serve the church and it's just about trying to find how to plug plug that need and there's always gaps like there's always something so I don't know you might have noticed that um no one takes the bins out or the website needs updating or there's never water for for the pastor or the elderly um how how are they getting home or like oh there's just so many areas and, and I think it, it just requires intentionality it requires yeah. pull, like being able to pause and just find ways of course you know speaking to your pastors and saying you know what ways can I serve and they may be able to say actually we've really been trying to organize uh I don't know a barbecue for the church and can you do it like there's, there's always ways to find how to serve and, and I think one thing I'm always encouraged by and this is this is this is um in in the context I'm in now where I'm seeing that people want to serve and you, sometimes they need someone just to give them that avenue and not everyone is is proactive so I, it's fair that you know not everyone is able to just be like oh I'm just gonna grab the broom and start cleaning because once if someone else is gonna say hey I usually do this they don't want you know beef and stuff but it, it does require like <laughs> it does require others in the church like saying yo like um do you mind taking pictures this Sunday? And I've seen like clear examples where people, and this of course comes by the spirit, the spirit just working in our hearts because we want to serve Jesus Christ. We want to serve, serve God. And it's just trying to find avenues in which we do that. Um, but and, yeah, so I, I would say, yeah, don't be so bogged down about like, do I have the gift of, uh, I don't know, encouragement or do I have the gift of faith or all these different things? I think just in the local context, you are find different ways in which you can serve God's people in a practical way. Um, exactly. Agreed. Hundred percent. Madam Service uh, on the on the point of um even just seeing seeing the issues that need to be plugged, like the the more you know, um almost think of a house. Like initially, when somebody like sees a house for the first time, like they only see like the perfection of it all, and mm. they're just like, oh, look at this new house. This is a new build. This is great. This is sweet. But then the longer you stay in that kind of building, and the more that you get involved in, and you start doing things, the more you start to see the minor imperfections, and you start to see where the issues are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like almost similar like if the more you give yourself to the church the more you'll start to see um and one of the reasons that you might not be seeing many places to serve is just because you haven't really given yourself as much as you could to the church but i think the more you give yourself to the church the more you're just available the more you're around the more you're like just seeing what's what's happening and where things are happening like the more you'll actually realize there are actually things that just need doing Mm -hmm. um 
you know there are things that they, i can be supporting there are things i can be helping there are places ways i can serve from from cleaning to like you said mary taking out bins to to washing up to um helping with the children to do you know what i mean to helping the elderly get home safely all of that kind of stuff there's just so many things you can be doing that, and you don't need to be told as well like um it's not a it's not a business where do you know what i mean everyone's getting delegated a role per se um but yeah you can just you can just give yourself you just give yourself to the to the people and you'll see more and more ways in which you can give because honestly there are more ways you can give them than you than you can physically serve at you know yeah so, for sure yeah madam service what what, what are you saying no i think there's I, I probably wouldn't add much i think i think everything that needs to be said has been said um like yeah i work on, i work on a staff team at a church and it's actually um i think the the top 10 like beautiful moments in the life of a church is when yeah someone comes to one of the elders someone comes to someone on the staff team and says um i've got a bit of time i've yeah i love the church family it, yeah what do you guys need um and let mm. me tell you your elder the, the church leaders whoever they will have 27 things and you can pick one they'll say here's <laughs> twenty four thousand. take one if you want please um yeah that's such a blessing to church leaders and i think obviously church leaders are well, so, so, some of them are paid, and so they they'll, they'll carry as much as they need to carry. And I, I think, yeah, you know, it's it's a blessing to have people that are willing to take things that are not necessarily exclusively for the elder to do, or exclusively, but the elders do because, well, some of them are on staff and they've got time to. Um, yeah, so be, yeah, it's it's a massive blessing to be like, yeah, I'm available. I'm not I'm not overly like I'm okay at a few things, um, but you know, but I'm happy to take something and 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 you know take responsibility for it. Yeah, what do you need? That's mm. a blessing. That is a blessing, and I think, um, and I think, the, I think the last thing I'd I'd want to say on on service is, I'm I'm struck by um, just reflecting on my own experiences. There are a few things that have matured me more as a Christian than serving. Mm. Um, there's few things um, that have bonded me more deeply with brothers and sisters in Christ than serving alongside them. You bond differently when you're serving together. When one of you drops a bond and one of you catches it quick, mm. and one of you is feeling a bit stressed, and one of you says, "Oh, don't worry, I got that." Um, when one of you is doing great and the other one says, "Oh, fantastic, man, you did a great job." There's few things that will kind of plug you into the to the life of the church. Few things that will give you that as as you're on mission together, which makes perfect sense. You're you're doing the work of the Lord together in the in, in within the church family and maybe without the church family, kind of moving, evangelizing, and in the community or whatever that looks like, wherever that looks like. Doing that alongside your brothers and sisters ties you in differently. It, that's when you have the sweetest banter. That's such a dead word in that moment. But the, the sweetest joy, like when you've been in it together. In the, um, yeah, I think of some of my, my most joyful moments in the life of, of the church. But yeah, when, when we've been serving together. So it's interesting, serving is not just for the benefit of those that you serve. Serving is for your own benefit. Giving money is not just for the benefit of those that you give to. It's to train your own heart. Giving your time is not just for the benefit of those that you give to. Mm. It's for your own priorities. Um, being available to love and serve people is not just for the benefit of them. It shapes you as a Christian. It, it teaches you what to hold on to and what to let go of. Um, yeah, it te- there's, there's a joy in serving and there's a joy in being served. And uh, So, yeah, um, yeah. T- to fa- find, find any way, whatever you find your hand to do, I do. Is, it, is that in the Bible? Before your mind, I might make that up. I don't think it's in the Bible. It's a bit of, no comment. Whatever you, whatever you find your hand to do, ask. Ask what what can your hand be put to and and do it and and um and trust that the Lord is the Lord is pleased with that. The Lord is honoured with that. And um yeah, and there's blessings in serving. I, I think yeah, yeah. That's 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 been self evident in my own life, and I think m- most people can testify to that. Yeah, Madam Service, it is in the Bible, Ecclesiastes 9. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Don't worry, yeah, I, got, yeah. I got your back, I'm serving you, I'm serving you. Um, but no, and also it's, it's a great privilege as well. Like I remember um, studying the church more because I think a lot of us fall into church either we've, some of us have always been church. So it's, it's, mm. the church has always just been an institution. Some of us join the church and, 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 and it's kind of having, just thinking through and understanding like what is the mission of the church? What's the goal of the church? What's the glory of the church? And when you, when, when it's like a big picture and it's so vast and grand, you have to serve because yeah, you'll put your back in with joy. You're like, yeah, let's yeah, do <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think the times when I'm I'm grumbling and there has been moments when I'm I'm very very busy and it's usually back because of church. I'm like, Whoa. but then I have to step back and be like, what? Like, God is pleased to save 
God is pleased to keep. God is pleased to like to, to bless his people in the church. Like the word of God is preached. Men are saved. Like this doesn't happen any other place in the world. And this is an et eternal thing. Like other things will go, but the church is here. And, and you're, you can be part of that in the little things you do for the church. And I think having that big picture view um, is it's just a great encouragement. So when you are serving the church, and even in in when you when you're not doing when you're not doing the big things, when you're not seen, like you know, you might not be the person that that preaches the text, or you might not be the person that prays publicly, or you might not be the person doing announcements. But you're the person who's cleaning, or you're the person that's doing this, and it's not seen. No one really encourages you. There's no like uh, I don't know appreciation day for you. No one points you out and says, you know, God bless that sister, God bless that brother. But mm. God sees, and He's pleased. In, in you doing that and, and I think that's so beautiful um to be reminded that yeah like serving the church is a great privilege and, and a great blessing mm. and I, I would just say finally like um Romans 12 as well mm. and, you know being willing to pour out your life as a living sacrifice but for that's your reasonable service um and obviously the picture of the image there is so clear um it's a it's an image of the um of the old testament sacrifices that were poured on the altar um and now rather than offering bulls and goats you know we offer ourselves to the lord but that first that even that paradigm comes from you know and flows from a christ who who offered himself on the altar on our behalf and so you know just as imitators of christ uh we see like following in, a, in our older brother's footsteps you know um just our duty just to give up ourselves um for the cause of others as he gave um, for us, you know, for whilst we were still sinners and weak and ungodly and without strength, uh, he died for us, you know, and so, and so, yeah, that's the, um, yeah, that's just a, a wonderful kind of picture. If I, if I could leave anybody with anything, it's just, yeah, mm. pour out your life as a living sacrifice for it's your reasonable service because someone has done it for you already. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Anything else you want to say, Madam Service? Amen. <laughs> well, that's a benediction. Praise the Lord, man. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, guys, be encouraged. Serve your church wherever you are. Um, yeah, this is this is a good episode. You guys definitely convicted me about giving giving my my finance. Don't worry, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the bag so I can give more to the church. Mm. <laughs> Bring me anyway. Bring offline. you. Uh, teach me. Offline. Teach <laughs> offline. me. We're waiting for the webinar, please. And Gabby, yeah, start your side hustle as well, man. That, I, have to find, I, I have to find something I can hustle with. Braid hair, Gabs. Braid, no. I braid hair. Braid hair is no, braiding hair is long. I'm not I'm gonna, let's end this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> not, not these things. But yeah, guys, tell us, tell us what you think of the episode. Tell us how you're serving your church. Tell us why you're serving your church. Um yeah, the areas you've been called to. Yeah, tweet us, tell us how, how you found the episode. And yeah, this is Black Berea Church in the Wild series. <laughs>